Five seconds to go in the first half. Dante fires deep to the left. Moss caught it at the 11, but now he oh, look at this! To oh, Mo Williams! Touchdown! You gotta be kidding me! The oh. improvisation of Randy Moss would win him an Academy Award. That was unbelievable. That was the old at the end of the first half flip, right? Against Denver. Against Denver. Yep. They to get in the end zone. Yeah. I uh, remember it very, very well. Was that Paul Allen on the call? A younger, hip, more with it than Wow Paul Allen? Well, there's nobody now, current day, more hip well, that, now with yeah, it than Wow, but it's all it is relative. a younger PA. Yes, sir. Robert Smith is uh, on the Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care hotline. Randy Moss will be. Really, the majority of the conversation today, we'll get back to the Urban Meyer stuff we talked with Mace about earlier, and that Guardsy and I have been talking about as well, because it is an A sports topic of the day without any question uh, nationwide. But uh, Robert Smith, indeed, is uh, back with us. As we welcome you back, I'm looking at a quote from, well, it's, it's attributed to you, put it that way. And it is. You have to be careful these days. I do, I do. Although I think you will own up to this quote because it's a very good one. And it's you talking about Moss. And here's what you say You say, he was like Mike Tyson. He'd beat you before you even faced him. I've never heard defensive players talk the way they talked about him. And then you add, I shouldn't say that. There's one other player who was like that, Barry Sanders. It's like they knew they were inadequate to perform the job. They were supposed to do against those two. They just couldn't do it. There was no way athletically to get the job done. That's a pretty good way of putting it, and it does sort of define Moss, doesn't it? Yeah, it really does. And you know, that's a, that's the thing that it was so surprising about seeing him when I first saw him. And I don't know what your reaction was the first time you saw him at practice, but uh, you know, every, there was just so much fanfare in signing him, and everybody was so excited and. Uh, couldn't wait to actually see what he looked like when he got out of practice, uh, a real practice. And I, I remember seeing him after the first practice, and he just looked so different than anybody else that I'd ever seen. And I mean, you know, go back to Ohio State, I'd been in races with sure. Carl Lewis, and of course, you know, in the league, I'd been in the league six years then. So, you know, between Jerry Rice and Emmett Smith, and of course, you know, just on my team with Chris Carter, Warren Moon, so many great athletes, there was something completely different about the way that Randy moved, the way that he caught the ball, uh, and, and the way that he dominated defenders. And I, I remember talking to my agent after the first practice, and uh, he said, how did Randy look? I said, well, if he stays healthy, he's going to be a Hall of Famer. <laughs> and, I don't, and, I, and honestly, like, he, he was so dramatically different from everybody else that I don't know how anybody that knew the game at all could walk away with any other assessment. And you, I think you said that early in that first practice, there was a like a what you describe as a fifteen yard dig route, and yep. that you were like blown away just how the, sort of the, the the speed with which he made the cut, his ability to separate all that easily, and you know just the effortlessness of him going up and getting the ball. Yeah, and it's just the way that people move. Yeah, you know, it's 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 kind of like. People watching Neo, you know, uh, <laughs> in in Matrix when they when they were all sitting around watching him fight Morpheus, you know, just there's something there's something that you see that you haven't seen before, and if you've been around great athletes, world class athletes for years, and then something all of a sudden is completely different from anything else that you've seen, that's what the experience was like with Randy because I had never seen anybody move like that and perform like that, and it was clear 
you know, even even in uh, you know shorts, like that's just different. That there's something different about this guy. How did he in that first camp, and even I guess you could say the first season? How did he strike you as a kid? Oh, there's a, there's no question that you know Randy uh, Randy was young, uh, and Randy was under a lot of pressure, and I'm, I'm being kind, uh, and he was. Um, very far from, I think, the person that he is today. Mm. Uh, I think calling him a punk uh, is a bit too far, uh, but there's no question that he uh, he kind of thought of himself as uh, as uh, different from everybody else. There's, the, there's no two ways about it. The you know, I think we've talked about this before that. You know that you guys weren't necessarily close personally. Right. I don't think you ha- you hung that much. Um, but how how would you describe your own relationship with him? And what did you you know what did you observe as it played out over the years that you were there together? How, how, what did you, what did you see? Well, you know, there's Randy definitely rubbed a lot of people the wrong way. I mean, I know I've rubbed people the wrong way <laughs> in my life too. Uh, and I, I think very few teammates uh, would would say that that I rubbed them the wrong way. Um, and I I don't want to make excuses for people, um, but you know, Randy was under a lot of pressure, and Randy was at a level of scrutiny that even somebody like me that had been in the league for a while and understood, you know, some level of success and, and, and quote unquote stardom. Um, so I, I think that, you know, that, that was part of it. Part of it was having a chip on his shoulder, but there's no question that, you know, at times at least Randy acted as if there was one set of rules for him mm. and another set of rules for everybody else. And is it, is it when you're a part of that, is it does it bug you or is it the old deal of look man it's the real world and and or maybe the sports isn't the real world but within this world <laughs> if you're that good and you can you can transform a franchise to that degree yeah it's it, I, I it could bug me but i'm not especially surprised by it how, how how did you handle it as someone who i think like you said within the team concept was considered a pretty good team a very good team player yeah, and you know that, and, and I think that's just it. You know, how disruptive are you? Mm. Uh, and and that's the thing. And 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 Denny wouldn't let him uh, take this to the point where he was going to be disruptive. And I think that's you know that's that's the thing that made it tolerable uh, for for the people that he rubbed the wrong way, um, because. It, 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 although he definitely thought there was a different set of rules <laughs> for the most part, and and I think. Uh, for all we could tell, he still had to follow the rules. Um, but you could just tell that it, it was an attitude thing more than anything else. And bottom line is, it's also part of the position. Mm-hmm. So it's yeah. also partially expected. It, it wasn't unheard of <laughs> to have uh, similar attitudes uh, from Chris. Uh, and and I think a lot of receivers. Yes. Um, and and does that make it does that make it you know an ideal situation on a team? No, of course not. But at the same time, uh, you know, is the guy going to show up and play? Uh, and 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 can we at least for the most part uh, as a team expect somebody to do what they're supposed to do? And then it is just kind of like, eh, well, let's let's go out and win some games. Robert Smith, our guest and the fan. I you asked if I saw it in practice. 
I saw some of it, but I guess I was enough of a skeptic to do the old, all right, yeah, this looks scary, but let's see it in games. And then we got yeah. to that night game in Green Bay, uh, which you and I have talked about on a number of levels before. But I, I, I think, and there you could say, well, then it was clear to everybody and was obvious. I still will say that in the history of, of, stu- of me covering stuff, the atmosphere in there and this sort of, there's only a few times in my career where I've, you do the old thing where you start looking around and you go, what the hell's going on here? This is different. This is bizarre. And that was one of those occasions largely because it didn't matter if they had, they could have had an entire secondary around him, and sometimes they did. He'd still go up and get the ball. I mean, Randall would just throw yeah. it and he would just grab it. Yeah, it was, and, and you know, I think that that, that year kind of had that feel feel yes. for it. And I, I it, and you know, it's it's kind of a, a chicken and egg thing now. That I'm I'm kind of answering this question backwards, but I wonder uh, kind of what the attitude would have been and what the impact would have been with Randy if he was the exact same way personally. If we weren't fifteen and one that year, but um, you know that's that's neither here nor there. But you're right, man. That night was just like everything about it, like you know, just a little bit of a like a light drizzle. So everything right. had, you know, on Monday Night Football, just kind of a light sheen to it, you know, with the, <laughs> with the lights in the stadium. Yes. Like it was, it, it was just weird. And even even the way that we ended the preseason that year, uh, you know, with the, with the win in New England, like everything in, in this preseason. But it was the it was the finish. This, and I remember it was just like a you know pull out the game late. And, you know, everything about that year seemed different. But that night and watching Randy perform on that stage to end the, the streak of the Packers, like you couldn't have written, any, written anything that would have seemed more unbelievable or corny the way that it played out. And just it, it, it let all of us know, and obviously you guys up uh, in the press box and everybody down on the field, that there really was something different about what was going on. The um... – you know, the, the, the interesting thing about, one of the many interesting things about Randy is, and I don't know how much you guys picked up on this since you're playing and whether you're, you're, you're not going to be that conscious of it as it's going on, and you think about it later, is that, you know, the Vikings had had some good teams, and they'd had, you know, I mean, they've certainly had a lot of moments before then, but the crowd, to me, that season, and a lot of things happened in, in 98, but I, I still think if you're going to reduce it to one thing, it's him. Changed the atmosphere in the building. Everything yeah. seemed different about the fan, you know, the, the, the people who wanted to show up, the way they cheered, that it, it almost had a wrestling feel to it that was different than anything like that before. Were you guys aware of it as it was happening? Oh, yeah, we, and we were. And, you know, I go back to training camp, too, though, and, you know, Red coming in. Uh, you know, when, when red came in and, you know, had the purple suit and, you know, purple pride, yeah. purple pride, purple pride. I mean, like everything about the year, you know, like it, 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 it seemed like, like comic perfection. Like it was just like, yeah. how do you, how does, how does something like all of this come together? You know, you got, you know, the new Texas owner coming in, you got, you know, the, the, the guy in the draft that fell down to, you know, 21st overall. Uh, when and everybody knew that he was a top five talent, uh, and and you're going out and everything comes together, and then you get a guy that a lot of people thought was washed up as a quarterback, and that he was a head case and would never work in a locker room, and here he is coming in for an injured Brad Johnson, 
and and uh, and, and making all these big plays. So everything just seemed everything. It, it just had a really strange feel to it, but the best kind of strange I've ever been around. Yeah, no, no, uh, no, no question about that. There was it. You know, I mean, I I I've covered Vikings and been in this town long enough to remember that there was a time when the Vikings were so desperate for fan passion, one could say. That um, the Star Tribune printed like you were supposed to get. They had, they 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 took a full page of a sports page, and they they made what was called a Vikings victory vest. And the the whole bit was you were supposed to cut it out of the paper, and then you were supposed to wear this newsprint paper vest to the game. And some people did, but it's it it just shows you the level of desperation to because you know the Vikings had games occasionally games blacked out. Uh, not filling and so forth, and everything got energized from you know pretty much you could say from uh, you know from that point forward for sure. Well, I mean, and you know, fans are obviously you know short for fanatic, and you know we love cheering for our team. Uh, I mean, that's that's what happens so much in our society, and I think in the world in general, we like defining who our team is, and we love to root for our team. And when there's an air of excitement about our team, it just it it, it just changes everything about a person, uh, everything about their experience of life. I mean, and that and and the the, the papers and obviously the you know the different media outlets they're going to capitalize that on that in any way they can and it, and it's funny like there are things that people do in the name of being a fan that you wouldn't do uh, in, in normal life for the most part you know you just look at the way that that people dress when they go to the games the way that they paint their faces and you know what i mean there, there's there's not a, a, a damn thing wrong with it there's you know life is life is short it's serious uh it has brutal moments uh and 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 any escape from that and anything that brings a group of people together in a positive way man i'm just you know i'm all for it you know the i don't even know if you were still with the team when some of the moss you could say uh, baggage started revealing itself the the play when i want to play quote and then there's also this this sense and this is something i did start watching the sense that as incredible as he as he was that there were plays where if he wasn't if, if the play wasn't for him and he was not going to high. I mean, that th- there were times where the other team could sort of know based on the way he telegraphed things that hey, uh, the, the, he's just not involved in the play. And so I've always tried to balance and understand all that. He's clearly a Hall of Fame guy. He, he absolutely is. The numbers yeah. speak for themselves. We've talked about his influence uh, from a football standpoint. But when you're a player, does that stuff? Did that stuff bug you? Does it bug you, or you just say, "Well, that's yeah." I mean, it's that's that's Randy. I mean, that's just sort of part of the package. Well, I, I would say I would say this: if you watched film of me, if you watch film of a lot of players, and you know the play's not to you, and you know that you can't, or the, the chances of you affecting the play are very slight. Uh, there are times, especially if. You know, you're in a game where you you've had and look, receivers different. You know, you're running downfield a lot, and I you know I don't want to I don't want to make excuses for them, mm-hmm. but I but but it, it certainly it, you know it's certainly difficult to go absolutely 100 percent all the time. And I would say this that um, you know the long runs don't happen with receivers not blocking downfield, and Randy was 
was, I mean, there were very few times in meetings where we said, oh, Randy, why'd you, why'd you take this place? Like, if you had made this block, like, you know, we could, we could have sprung this thing. Cause more often than not, Randy was downfield and, and making those big plays. And I think the most interesting part of, of, of this period that you uh, refer to with, with Randy and, and kind of the, I play when I want to play. And then the, uh, and then the incident with the traffic cop up there. Yes. Yes. That, I mean, honestly, that, that, transformed more than anything else my feelings about randy and what i had experienced because at that point you know i'm a little older sure. 29 30 years old uh and, and looking back in the way that i was you know 20 21 and some of the things that i did and i remember him kind of breaking down and talking about the traffic incident and almost feeling it, it almost felt to me like I was watching somebody finally finally removing uh you know the facade mm. uh, like man this is really this uh, this stuff is weighing on me I'm sick of this yeah. you know like I'm just feeling so much pressure and 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 from that day forward I, I looked at Randy differently uh just just because I I, I felt more sympathy because of, of the incredible pressure that he had been under and the fact that he did for the most part play his tail off and it didn't matter because the few plays that he did take off some people were going to notice that and you know you're under that type of of scrutiny then you know it's it, it, people are bound to catch anything that you do wrong and those are the things that they're going to focus on so yeah I, I i definitely i was away and it definitely changed the way that i thought about randy even going back uh you know to times and some incidents that you know that we had uh you know uh, interactions that uh, that i wouldn't call the greatest did you ever have words with him uh, yeah, we had we had words in the locker room down in Tampa one time. Um, you know, he had the radio on, uh, blasting in the locker room, and you know, I'm I'm sitting there, you know, listening to. Uh, back then, you know, I had moved on from Nine Inch Nails and Public Enemy in the locker room. You know, mm-hmm. as I got later in the later in my <laughs> career, it was it was African lullabies. It was Aretha Franklin sings the blues, mm. or it was it was uh, jazz round midnight. So it was something quiet. <laughs> You know, just trying, just trying to calm down, and Randy's blasting the radio, and uh, I remember standing up, and I was like, "Man, you know, if Denny was in here, he'd try, tell you to turn out." He says, "Well, Denny ain't in here," you know, something like that. <laughs> and, and, and I said, "All right, you, you turn it off, or I'll turn it off for you." And so he turns it off, and you know, it, the, the story that got out is that you know we had to be separated, which was an exaggeration and all that, but um, you know. Let, most of the interactions that we had were were positive. You know, I saw the I saw the attitude and some of those sides. But you know, as a teammate and yeah. actually playing the game, and 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 what we and, and how we personally interacted. You know, there were there were never I shouldn't say never. There were only uh, you know only that occasion that I remember. Uh, Robert Smith is our guest. I'm running way behind here, but uh, I you know you mentioned earlier about life being short and. I am reminded that uh, it, 17 years ago today that uh, Corey Stringer passed away at at, uh, at at Vikings training camp, and I know that hit you very very hard at the time. What do you what do you remember about that, and what what what, what bring us forward to today in in your memory of him? Yeah, it, um, uh, it, it, it it's still tough to talk about. <laughs> um. 
you know, Corey and I were teammates at Ohio State, so his first year at Ohio State was my last year at Ohio State. Right. And, um, you know, him getting drafted up there, I was just, I was, I was just so excited. Uh, so I got, had, had a chance to play with, play with him for, you know, the last, uh, six years, I believe it was my career. And, you know, I just, I, I remember, I remember the night, you know, so vividly, you know, I, I, I got a call, I think, uh, it was, a, I was at a grocery store there in Columbus and somebody said, you know, that Corey was really sick and, you know, he, he's really not doing well. And, you know, I was thinking, yeah, well, he's not doing well, but I, I didn't, I didn't think this. And, uh, you know, I got the call in the morning and, man, I was just, I, 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 I just, I was absolutely floored, absolutely floored and devastated. And, uh, that was your yeah, first was, year out, right, Robert? Yeah, it yeah, was. You had just, it was my first. Yeah, it was it was my it was my first year out, and I remember calling my mother um, and and just absolutely losing it. And um, you know, I've since lost my mother and and my brother yeah. as well. And, yeah. You know, just kind of just kind of thinking about you know about Corey's mom uh, and and his family and what they had to deal with, and all of us as teammates that you know. And I always said this, like if. if if everybody thinks or says great things about you, you know, being the ever, ever being the cynic, that if everybody's saying those things about you, uh, it, then, then, you know, you're probably lying to somebody. Like somebody's got to hate you, right? You know what I mean? Like somebody doesn't, he said, he said somebody off, you know, you had a, you had a view that they didn't like, whatever, but it's like to a person, you know, everybody thought the same thing about Corey. Um, he just he, he changed the room, um, and then, you know. Just I I I never I I I'd never heard anybody say anything bad about the guy, and it was just it was it was a devastating loss for all of us, and it was it was so much more difficult for me because I was away from the team. Although if I was with the team, like I don't even know how I would how I would have dealt with. It. I guess if I was on the team, then you know I would have found a way, but. As, as as difficult as it was for me being away from the team and and not being not playing at that time, it was hard for me to imagine what it was like for those guys. And I remember seeing Randy and uh, Chris and, and and Benny talking about him, and it, and it affected everybody the same way for the same reason. Because um, Big K, um, it was like we always go. There was always a nickname. Uh, Juice was a nickname that I got for for the reason that you might imagine. Yep. You know, people that I wore thirty two and and and. People said I ran like OJ, um, but but I don't I don't I don't know that I don't know that he ever called me by my first name. And um, by the end of by the end of uh, my career, I you know I I never called him by his first name. It was always Big K or Special K, which you know were the nicknames that people gave to him. You know for the very best of reasons. Let's leave Urban Meyer for another day if we can, because I, I I don't I it just feels too goofy or funky to talk about that stuff. Uh, given what we're finishing up with on uh, on Stringer, and hopefully we'll chat again soon on a number of subjects, and we hope that we can uh, get some regular regularity going back to the schedule once we hit the football season. But we'll talk about all of that because I know you got uh, you got a probably pretty busy schedule for this fall as well. Yeah, we'll work on that. Thanks, Robert. I appreciate the time as always. No, you got it, Dan. Much appreciated, Robert Smith on the Whiting Clinic LASIK and Eye Care Hotline, largely about Randy Moss. A little bit on uh, the fact that, uh, yeah, it was 17 years ago today, the uh, news broke on uh, Vikings offensive lineman Corey Stringer as well. Top five at five coming up. Uh, all the answer, all the, the obvious subjects, I think, being covered, Garzi, including 
I'm assuming the uh, the Minnesota Twins. More on the Urban Meyer story, and um, then we expect Kessler at some point uh, about five fifteen or five twenty or so. Bumper to bumper with Barrero on a fan.